Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. It's always a privilege for me to stand in this pulpit, and I, I say that with the fear of the Lord, because I do not take this lightly. Because uh, when, when pastor calls me and he asks me to speak, it, what comes out of me is, are you sure? <laughs> and don't take me wrong, that's not a lack of confidence, okay? Because I know who I am in Christ Jesus. But it's a privilege to stand in, in this pulpit where great men and women of God have released the word of God. And, and the reason why I say that, are you sure? Because there was such a longing and there was such a passion in me that wasn't a good passion. It was a desire to be in the pulpit and to be on the platform and to be in this position. But it was really sickening because it was built upon the mountain of self. And when I came here to this church, I got delivered of that stuff. I got completely delivered of that. I wasn't looking for that. I didn't expect that. I just wanted to be in his presence and I wanted to be healed of me and I wanted to be delivered. And so I truly say it's humbling and it's an honor to stand here with you today and release the word of the Lord that he's put on my heart because I believe he's given me a word for you today. I mean, just, just spending time with him yesterday, I couldn't type fast enough. As he began to download into me, I was just in tears about the place that he's prepared for you this morning. So I'm truly honored to be here. I do not take this lightly. I do not take it lightly. And I'm just encouraged. I'm encouraged and I'm so passionate about his secrets being revealed to you this morning because I believe he's just gonna unlock hearts and he's gonna unlock destinies this morning because that's what he's in the business of doing. He wants to unlock your heart and he wants to unlock the destiny that is inside you that has always been there even before the foundations of the world. Listen, we, we have to stop pretending that we know, okay? We, we have to stop pretending that we know when a word is released that, oh, I, I know that. I'm familiar with that. I've come in contact with that. Listen, we have to stop. The ones who inherit the kingdom of God must become like a little child. Listen, I'm so hungry for the things of the Lord. I don't wanna ever pretend that I know something. I don't wanna ever pretend and make the mistake because as soon as I encounter him, I realize how much I don't really know. You understand, that's the renewing of the mind. One time I came before the Lord and I was learning a lot of things about prayer and a lot of things about intercession and I began to spend time with him and I came into the secret place, I went into my office and, and, and I was just full of knowledge and I was full of passion because I knew I was gonna undo some stuff with prayer and the Lord began to correct me and he spoke this word to me that I'll never forget. He said, Ryan, this morning you came in knowledge, you didn't come in love. And it was such a correction, I just fell to my knees and I began to cry out for repentance because I thought I had learned something and I thought I knew something. But when I encountered him, I realized how much I didn't really know. So that's why it's not a place in me that longs to be looking for a platform or longs to be looking for a position because the more I encounter him, the more I realize I don't really know that much. And that's the renewing of my mind. We're talking about the creator of the universe that when he speaks, my mind is blown, my natural mind is blown, and he begins to renew the mind of Christ that's inside of me. You have to understand this word, this living word, should be leading to an encounter with him. Anything else outside of that is just knowledge that is puffing up. I read the word through the imagination to encounter him, not because of knowledge, but because I wanna be with him. 
I want to be with my father and I want to know what's on his heart. That's my passion. That is my heart is to welcome you this morning into my secret place, into my time with him. So let's just pray while we pray. Turn to Luke chapter one or turn on your Bible or open up your Bible, whatever you have this morning. And we're just going to pray. Father, we love you. We love you so much. We're just honored to be here in this place. We're honored to be in this house. We thank you, Jesus, that you have prepared a place for us. That there is a place that we dwell in you, that we dwell in the secret place of the Most High, that we are covered by you. The shadow of the Almighty overshadows us. So we step into that place this morning. We step into our rightful place We open up our hearts to you. We open up our hearts to receive, to understand. We declare right now that the eyes of the heart are being enlightened, that they're being opened up. We declare right now that the the hearts are being ready to receive and understand that the ears of the spirit man are being opened up, that he who has ears, let him hear what the spirit of the Lord is saying. We give you glory, Father. I give you glory and I honor you and I worship you. For I'm in love with you, Lord, and I thank you that you're welcoming us into a deeper place this morning, that veils are being removed, the veils of unbelief are being removed, the veils of tradition are being broken off of us for us to step into a greater place. Lord, we love you. We give you praise. And everybody said amen. Amen. This morning, I want to talk to you about being separated to him. Being separated to him, and the idea behind this is that it separated him, it almost sounds conflicting. We're not separated from him, but we're separated to him. And I'll explain what I mean by that in just a minute, but there's a few of us that when we pray together and what the Lord continues to speak to me, and he calls me into a deeper place of separation to him, being separated to him, come out from the ways of the world, come out from the sounds of the world, come out from the wisdom of the world. And not that we're separating ourselves from the world, that we don't want to have anything to do with them, but we're separated to him in his presence, that we live from that place. We live from the dwelling place that we have in him. And so the Lord continues to speak to me about being separated to him, being conscious of him all throughout the day. Luke 180 says this, it's speaking of John the Baptist. It says, and the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. And the child grew and became strong in spirit and was in the deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. Notice it says he became strong in spirit, strong in spirit. Okay, your spirit man should be growing. Your spirit man should be being trained, being educated, being built up. Listen, you are a spirit being. You have a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. You're called to be led from your spirit. You're not called to be led from your soul. That could get you into a lot of trouble. That's why the word of God is living and powerful and that it divides the soul and the spirit. I'm not saying your soul's not from God, but you're not called to live from there. You're a spirit being, you're supposed to go to the spirit first. But John the Baptist was a man that was separated out in the wilderness And he was out in the deserts till the day of his manifestation to Israel. And it said that he became strong in spirit. Your spirit man is being built up. You hear the voice of God more clearly. You want to hear the voice of God more clearly? 
train, educate, and build up your spirit man. When that becomes priority to you, you'll hear the voice of God more clearly. You'll demonstrate in the gifts of the spirit more clearly as your spirit man begins to become more attuned to what Holy Spirit is doing inside you because that's where Holy Spirit lives. So it says that John the Baptist was separated and he was out in the wilderness to the day of his manifestation. And listen to this, in Luke 2.40, it says the same thing about Jesus. It said, and the child grew and became strong in spirit, filled with wisdom, and the grace of God was upon him. Probably around teenage years for both of these men. And you have to understand, these men, John the Baptist and Jesus, up until the point, Jesus said, until he had gotten there, John the Baptist was the greatest man living up until that point. That's what Jesus said about John. The greatest man living up until the point that Jesus walked the face of the earth. But they were both separated for years and became strong in spirit. You have to understand, there is a place, there is a life that Father has designed for you to live in. Acts 17, 28 says this, in him you live, in him you move, in him you have your being. Your very existence is in him. He has a created a place for you to live in and to dwell in where you live from him. You live for him, you live to him, you live through him, you live by him, and you live with him. Anything else less than that, I'm not satisfied with. I want to truly understand and truly walk in what it means to live and move and have my being in him to hold his hand, to move when his voice corrects me and guides me, to walk with him, for him to teach me every day, to move with his power, to move with his goodness, to move in his favor, to move with him. Anything outside of that is less than satisfying. It's less than satisfying. It is a place that I don't wanna have anything to do with. I wanna truly walk in everything that he has for me. I'm hungry for that. I'm desperate for that. That is my goal. That is my aim is to walk with him, to hear his voice, for him to guide me, for me to walk in his power and in his greatness and for his glory to be demonstrated through me. That is what I want for me. That is what he wants for you. But there is a place there is a place that he has designed for you to live in and live from. Live in and live from. Do you understand that? There is that place. Listen, Father has opened my ears to what the sounds of the world are, and I hear it, and it, and it breaks my heart. The sounds uh, that come from Christians today about the way that we accept sickness, about the way that we accept disease, the way that we accept fear, the way that we accept worry, that is not his reality. That is not the reality of who he is. That is not where I'm seated. I can't receive that. I don't go around and condemning or, 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 or guilting people, but I can't come into agreement with the sounds of the world. I pulled up to the car wash the other day this is a funny story. This lady was, she's probably thought I lost my mind. According to pastor last week, we have lost our mind. <laughs> I pulled up to the car wash and everybody was talking about this storm and the tornadoes and what are you hearing about the storm and oh, this is gonna get bad. And all I could think, Isaiah 45, 11, ask me things concerning my, my sons, but as far as the work of my hands, you command me. Wow. That's all I can say is you speak to the weather. You speak to the weather. You cleanse your house. You take authority. He's given you the keys. But I hear this everywhere I go. People's talking about how bad it's gonna be. I pull up to the car wash and this girl, she is, she's probably 25 years old. She's stricken with fear. 
She's stricken with fear as I pull up. And she goes, do you hear about this storm that's coming our way? Do you hear about this storm? What do you think's gonna happen? I said, I tell you what's gonna happen. Nothing is gonna happen because the son of God pulled up on this property and he's here to release peace because I'm a son of peace, here to release peace into your life and nothing will come near you. Nothing will harm you. And I begin to prophesy to her destiny and she goes, whoa. She said, whoa, who are you? I needed to hear that. I drove through the next week. She goes, thank you, nothing happened. What happened? What, what, what happened though? He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. A son of peace steps on a property and he releases peace. Did you know that you are a son of peace who lives and moves and have your being in him? That peace is inside you. You're connected to the Prince of Peace. And every time you step into a situation, you're called to release peace. You're called to break agreement with the sounds of the world. You're called to break agreement with the fear of this world. You're called to break agreement with the poverty mindset. And you're called to be the son of peace that's connected to peace, to release peace into every situation. That is who you are because the mind of Christ is inside you. And anything less than that, he's not satisfied and I'm not interested in because he's inside me. The same spirit who raised Jesus from the dead lives inside me, quickens my mortal body. Come on. You're a lot less fired up than I am. I don't understand. I feel like I'm preaching really good and you guys are still sitting down. Somebody needs to take a lap or something, man. You, you need to get on the organ, man. Doo -doo 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 -doo. I'm preaching way too good for people to not start running, man. Okay, gotta settle down. Thank you. <laughs> I need, I just, if you're not gonna encourage me, ask my wife. I'll just encourage myself. I will. You go, Ryan. You go. Greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. Come on. I will. I, I will go there, man. I, I, I'm telling you, I, I don't need your encouragement. I, I, I encourage myself. But it's okay, though. It means I, I want you to get it. Okay. Let's get focused here. You guys gotta get serious. Quit cracking these jokes. Okay, for in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Our existence is in him. Where the mind of Christ is displayed through us, the peace of God rules my heart. I walk in divine healing. I walk in prosperity. I'm called to live from this place. This is the place, the dwelling place, that I'm driven by him. Understand this. I'm driven by him with every step I take, with every decision I make. Okay, with every venture that I go on, with every decision, I'm driven by him. About two and a half years ago, I met a man who just was a part of awakening me. And I was a driven guy, was driven by sales, driven by business, driven by biz, uh, just building an empire. And that entrepreneurial spirit is inside me and I'm driven, I just wake up that way. And I met this man who just, just awakened me, awakened me, and I saw something in him that, that, that was so inspiring and so aspiring that it, it just caused an awakening to happen in me. And I had lunch with him, and I was still in this place. The mountain of self was just still so big, and I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna do that. It was just embarrassing how foolish we are. And I'm gonna do this, and he just sat, and he just kind of smiled, and he just stared at me. And he just stared, and I told him about how I'm gonna do this, and I'm gonna sell this, and the key to sales is this, and blah, 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 blah. It's just the sound of the world. 
the sound of man. And he looked at me, he smiled, and he said this statement. I'll never forget. It's one of the most unforgettable moments for me. <laughs> he said, you're pretty driven, aren't you? I said, well, yeah, duh. Aren't you supposed to be? I mean, come on, man. You're supposed to be driven. You wake up. We're driven. We're men. We're prospectors. We're driven. He goes, yeah, I'm not. I go, dude, this is weird. We're, we're not of, what spirit are you of? We're not of like mine. And he says, I'm not driven by those things. He said, I'm driven by my father. He said that with tears. He said, every day when I wake up, I wake up for him. Every day I wake up with him in mind. He said, I wake up for him. He dictates my day. My day doesn't dictate. He dictates my day. I wake up and I worship. He said, I abandon myself to him. And he's the one that I'm living for. Man, my heart was just, my heart was ripped out. I'd been introduced into a gospel into a gospel that was the true gospel. It became the message of my heart. I found the secret place. I found like I got born again, again. I got introduced to the secret place in a whole new way. And I understood this verse, in him we live, in him we move, in him we have our being, and being separated to him and only desiring him, only having affections for him. Let's talk about separation. I wrote this down. I wrote, a, I wrote a few things down. What is separation? Separation is this, that we eat, we live, and we breathe him. Okay, that's not just a phrase. That's not just a saying that we eat, live, and breathe it. No, we truly eat of him. We truly eat of his goodness. Jesus said that you would eat my flesh and drink my blood, that we would partake of him, that we would eat of him. Okay, that we, would, that we would breathe him in, that we would move, that we would live through him, by him, for him, with him, that this is the true place that I am sold out to do, sold out to be, that it is the separation, that I am going deeper in a place of separation. We, we have a little girl and her name is Lennon and she's three years old and she's so much fun. Man, she wakes up with so much zeal in her heart every day. Everything is a wonder. Everything is a wonder. I mean, if you just show her, I mean, yesterday we, we went to Dick's Sporting Goods and we bought a, a, a tackle box and it was red and blue and it was the most fascinating. Wow, that's so amazing. That's so amazing, Dad. I said, there's nothing in it, baby. Why do you want me to buy it? Because it's awesome, Dad. I mean, everything is a wonder to her. She wakes up with just wonder and amazement. Well, she started doing this new thing where when she woke up, okay, when she woke up, she started hollering for daddy. And then when she doesn't get daddy after like nine or 10 times, she started hollering Ryan, Ryan, because she knows my name, which is a little weird. And I'm like, wait, I am daddy or dad, dad. I'm not dad and I'm not Ryan. I'm daddy. You're only three. And so she wakes up and then she wakes up and I can hear because my office is and I'm usually I'm in the in my office and I'm praying and I'm just worshiping but I can hear and she's going daddy daddy where are you 
Come out, come out wherever you are. Daddy Ryan. Ryan. Then she starts hollering, Mommy. But when I walk in, her bed's right behind the door. So when I walk in, she goes, Daddy, you're here. You're here. Yeah, baby, Daddy's here. She goes, what do you want to do today? You got to understand, there could be everything around her, all kinds of toys, all kinds of things for her to play with, but all she wants is daddy. She wants daddy. Daddy, what are we going to do today? There's such an expectation that she's driven by me. She's driven to be awakened by me. She's driven to spend time with me. We could be doing anything, and it does not matter if my daddy is there. It's the most amazing experience ever because she lives and moves and has her being from that place. Are you getting the picture? Some of us, man, when we wake up in the morning, it is sad. Not only do you look bad when you wake up, I'm just kidding, but you wake up with the wrong intentions and the wrong heart and the wrong motive, and you don't wake up for him. Man, you have to understand, when I wake up in the morning, I am conscious of him. When I wake up, he is the first thought on my mind. I love you. I love you. I worship you. I love you, Lord. I love you. I've, I've forgotten about my day. I love you. I'm in love with you. What do you want to do today, Father? What do you want to talk about today, Father? And I just go into my secret place, and I begin to worship him because I'm so separated to him, and I'm so separated to his presence where all I want to do is be with him. He dictates my day. I'm not driven by my day. I don't wake up and think, oh my gosh, it's morning, and I've got all of these things to do. Oh man, I wake up, and I am in such zeal and passion and wonder for him, and I go into the secret place, and I begin to worship, and I begin to avail myself. I don't bring my needs. I don't bring my wants. I don't bring my plans and I don't bring my agendas. I've come with my heart open and ready to receive for him. I've come to just worship him. I've come to hear his voice. I've come to love on him and put my head against his chest and to become one with him and woven in him so that when I leave that room, I am living from that place. I'm not dictated by the sounds of the world. I'm not driven by my day, but I'm living from the secret place out into the world. So that when I come out of the secret place, the secret place is manifested everywhere I go. Did he not say that when you come into the secret place, Matthew 6, 6, that when you shut the door and pray to your father who is in secret, who sees you in secret, he will reward you openly? If some of you would get in the secret place and let go of the agendas, let go of the plans and get in his presence, you will step into your office and release the glory in the presence of God. And everything around you will begin to shift. Sickness will fall off if you just get in his presence. You will release peace because you've been with the Prince of Peace and you will manifest what you have become aware of. I am aware of him and I manifest the things that I am aware of. Do you understand the kingdom that you are most aware of? That's what you're going to reveal and manifest. So when I step into that dwelling place, my rightful place where I'm seated with him, when I step into that place and I live from that place, I manifest and release that place everywhere I go. Some of you say, well, I don't want to go to work because everybody's against me. Start releasing peace. 
When you get with the Prince of Peace, you will release peace into those situations. Start letting the manifest glory of God be revealed through you. And everything around you will shift. But where does it start? In secret. Daddy, where are you? What do you want to do today, Daddy? What do you want to do today? Because that's what I'm interested in. I'm not interested in anything else. John 14 says this. Jesus said, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself so that where I am, you will be also. This is Jesus speaking to us. Let me read it again. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come and receive you to myself so that where I am, you will be also. Verse 23, if anyone loves me, he will keep my word and my father will love him. And, he, and we will come to him and make our home with him. I was talking to Stephen about this the other day, the dwelling place. That, listen, that does not, that's not talking about mansions. I'm sorry. I know we've heard that 1,000 times at funerals, but he's not talking about mansions. He's talking about a dwelling place inside of him. Okay, it will be really cool if we get to heaven and there's a mansion for me. But most importantly, I'm concerned about the dwelling place that is in him right now. And Jesus said, listen, I'm gonna leave you, but let not your heart be troubled. For he said, for I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going, not, not future tense, guys. Yes, future tense, but right now, right now. So that's how you manifest the right now to earth. He said, I'm going so that I can prepare a place so that where I am, you will be also. So where I'm seated at the right hand of God, you are inside me. For you have died and you have been raised with Christ and your life is now hidden with Christ in God, Colossians 3, 1. So the dwelling place that he's talking about is Jesus died, he went to the cross, he was resurrected, he went and he prepared a place for me to live and to dwell in. Now here's the thing, I am called to manifest that dwelling place from that place to earth. I'm not called to live from earth to the dwelling place. That's backwards. I'm called to, man to manifest this place and where I am in him down and release it into the earth. That's how we release the glory of God. That's how we pray for the sick because we are already in fulfillment and we are releasing fulfillment, fulfillment into the world around us. Anything else than that, I'm not interested in living. I want to manifest. It said that when he rose and we rose with him, that we rose far above all principalities. Not just above, far above all principalities and powers. Not even close. Far above. And he says, now, I want you to release. I want you to release from the place that you dwell, from this place to earth. I was praying one time on vacation and the Lord took me into the stratosphere. He took me into the stratosphere and he showed me earth and earth was so small. Earth was so small and I could see the people on earth, but I could see sickness and disease. I could see all the things of sickness and disease and cancer and things that were bothering. And he asked me this, he says, how easy is it to make declarations from this place? I said, well, it seems pretty easy, Lord. And he took me up into the heavenlies. He took me up into the heavenlies in the place and he says, now, what is it like to make declarations from this place? I knew from where I was seated and everything that I could see that I could make every declaration and cancer would be gone. I knew that I could make every declaration from that place and I could release anything from the heavens where God is and where I'm seated. I could release everything from that place straight to earth and everything that I declared would be done. 
because it was all about my perspective. It's all about living and understanding that place that I'm in him. It's amazing. But most of us, and I'm not saying this church because we're all perfect here. Praise God. I'm just kidding. But Christians in general are still trying to manifest earth to heaven and they're living and they're asking for things and prayers that have already been answered. And they're praying from an unseated position. We got to change that. The way that we're going to release fulfillment into the earth is understanding our dwelling place in him. You know, we have to understand that. Do you understand that the, the creator of the universe longs to be with you? He longs to be with you. I've written on my board, it, it, uh, it, the, the, it's, a, it's a flat map of the world, and I have written on it. It says, it says this, that if you long for him like he longs for you, you'll always be satisfied. Because I understand that there's a place that he longs for me. He longs, he longs to make his secrets known to me. Deuteronomy 29, 29, a very familiar verse around this house. It says that the secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and belong to our children forever. The secret things belong to the Lord our God, but those things which are revealed belong to us and to our children forever. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says this. You should be writing down these scriptures. I'm telling you, if you're not writing down these scriptures, you don't know them, man. Shame on you because I love these scriptures. 1 Corinthians 2.12 says, now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. Okay, so when we got born again, the spirit of God dwells in us, our body. We've been bought with a price so that we might know, so that we might know the things that have been given to us by God. So you have not been given the spirit of the world, but you've been given the spirit who is from God so that you might know the things of God. Everybody loves to quote, well, you know, his, his thoughts, we, you know, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts and his ways are higher than our ways. Listen, that was for an unrighteous people group. We've been made righteous. His mind is inside me. The mind of Christ is in me. I'm called to display the manifold wisdom of God. And I'm called to know his thoughts. And I'm called to know his ways. Because I hear his voice. My sheep hear my voice. They will not follow a stranger's voice. And I know them. And they follow me. I hear his voice. He makes his thoughts. And he makes his ways known to me. What well, does he do it all in one day? No, he doesn't do it all in one day. Because your character couldn't sustain that. People struggle with hearing the voice of God and they say, I don't hear the voice of God like Pastor does. I don't hear the voice of God like, like Pastor David does. I, I don't hear the voice. First of all, you gotta break that lie and quit saying that about yourself. You're his sheep and you hear his voice. But second of all, you can't step into the secret place and say, I wanna hear your voice and then if you don't hear anything, you walk away and think it's a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's, he's my life. He is my life. I live and breathe him. If I don't hear his voice that day, it's okay. I heard his voice through his word. I heard his voice through all of creation. I don't have to hear his voice. I want to. But I know that my character can't sustain that. If I heard the, heard the voice of God in every secret that he has in my heart, I would implode. So you have to understand it's a process. It's a process. Enjoy him. Step into his presence. Be intimate with him, and he'll begin to release his heart. See, 
I wake up with the expectancy and the anticipation that he wants to reveal his secrets to me. He has secrets, secrets. He has secrets. He has secrets for my business and he shares them. One time I was praying and he said this, and I am so running behind on time. Are you sure you guys started that like after I started preaching and not before? I don't want you to be influenced by the wrong spirit right now, okay? So maybe we need to start it off and give me another 20 minutes or so, you know? People are thinking, no, no, that's way too much of you. Um, but here's an example. I was praying, I was praying for contracts and, and, and calling in some different stuff. And he gave me a secret and he says, Ryan, here's what I want you to do. There were seasons in the past where you sowed seeds and you didn't make any money. He said, but you put a seed in the ground. He said, you put a seed in the ground where you didn't make money, but you handled the job with integrity and you finished the job even though you didn't make money. You put the seed in the ground. He says, now call forth and bring me into remembrance of the seeds that you sown. So you know what I did? I used that secret. I used that secret to gain contracts because he gave me and he revealed the secret of his heart because that's what he wants to do. Well, you say, well, Ryan, that, that, that's, that's about business and things like that. Yeah, but that brings him glory. You have to understand, when I'm a businessman who shines and gets all the contracts, people come to me and say, dude, what is it that you're doing? And I say, you know what? I hear the secrets of the Lord because I've been with him. That's not in cockiness. That's not in arrogance. Do you understand that people should be coming to you to know what's inside you? They should be coming to you to see the hope of glory that's inside you. You should be the most attractive person around you. You should be the most attractive person around everybody. They should be drawn to you. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have haters. That's not what I'm saying. Because I know theologians are going, wait a second now, blessed are those who are persecuted for his name's sake. I get that. I get that. But what I'm saying is that people should be so drawn to you. They should be so drawn to you. Because why? Because they're drawn to the voice that's inside you. Because the same voice that's inside you is in them. And they're drawn to the Father's voice. And when you release the true sound of heaven and you begin to hear the secrets of God and you walk because you've been intimate with him and you walk with him and his secrets are released through you, they're drawn to that. People ask me all the time in business, they just want to know. They just want to know, dude, who are you? What are you about? Like, how did you get to this stage? Yada, yada, yada. Why? It's not me. It's they're drawn to the voice. They're drawn to the wisdom that's inside. And Father is unlocking their hearts because my heart's been unlocked to him. When you become reconciled and you're sanctified to him and separated to him, you prepare a place for other people to step upon that foundation. That's a whole different message that's in my notes, but we don't have time for it. But it's a different place because you're separated to him and you've laid, you've allowed him to lay the foundation for those people to step upon and to taste his goodness. You should be the most attractive person to the world around you. You have to get a hold of that this morning. You should be the most attractive person to the world around you because they're drawn to the glory that's inside you. Why do I know this? Because Christ in you is the hope of glory. And they're drawn to know his glory. Well, Ryan, you don't know how they're acting. It doesn't matter. The implanted word is on the inside of them. His voice is there. Holy Spirit is wooing them. Just begin to prepare a place. You should be so desirable to people because you become an offering, because you're so separated to him. You become an offering 
for people to taste and see how good he truly is. Did you know that Daniel was so beloved by every ungodly king that he served with? Did you know that when they went to throw him in the lion's den, that it said because of Daniel's heart and because he was so separated to him, that it said that Darius loved him so much that he stayed up all night in his sleep left him and he mourned and he lamented and he cried out that Daniel would be saved. And that's an ungodly king. Every king, they loved him so much. They said, man, we just wanna give you the entire kingdom. What's my point? My point is this, is that you will move beyond a person where you desire God and not just being loved by him, but being greatly desired by him. And when you become greatly desired by him, you will become greatly desired by others because you have separated yourself to such a place to him where you live and move and you have your being that when you're so much in pursuit of him that he's in pursuit of you and then all of the world is falling in love with you and the people around you have fallen in love with you because you have given up the desirable things of the world, become greatly desirable to him and now you're greatly desirable to the world around you. That's evangelism. I don't have to have seven weeks of an evangelism course to teach you how to evangelize. Listen, it's pretty simple. You get in his presence, you begin to worship, things begin to break off of you, your heart begins to align with him, and everywhere you go, you manifest the things that you're aware of, and because you're conscious of him all throughout the day, you manifest his presence everywhere you go. That's evangelism. Because you don't have to step, because you're so separated to him, understand this, you don't have to step into a place and go, I'm a Christian. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm a Christian. The favor follows me around like a cloud of the latter rain. I'm a Christian. Behold his glory. No, you don't have to do that. And it, and, and, and it makes, it breaks my heart when we do that. We just, you spend time with him and you become him and you become love because he is love. And when you become love, everywhere you go, you start to release love because everything that you love and that you learn, you express. Listen, when I learn something in the word of God, who is the first person that finds out about it? My wife. And I don't care if it's 5.30 in the morning, Baby, check this out. Let me tell you what I learned. Oh my gosh, I've been awakened. It's 5.30 in the morning, right? It does not matter. This thing is alive. Listen to what he spoke to me. Listen to what he shared with me. That's how I act. Why? Because I learned it and because I realized his love for me and I want to express the things that I know, the things that I love. You express fanship for your favorite team and you go crazy when there's a football game on. You express that because you love it. That's what you do. I express him and my love for him because I'm in love with him and I don't care. I don't care because when I learn from him and I'm loved by him, I want to go out into the world and kiss everybody and tell them how much I love them because he loves me. Listen, I could be in a crowd of people, in a crowd of people, distinguished people, and if my daughter comes in, she is going straight for her daddy, and it does not matter who's around her. She is in love, and she says, Daddy, Daddy, it does not matter. There's not a care around the world because she is in love. That's the place of separation. 
That's evangelism. Where you begin to release the goodness of God. You begin to release the love of God because you're in pursuit of him. He's in pursuit of you and you become greatly desired by him. I believe that there is a succession. I could be wrong. It's happened before. I believe that there is a succession that when you get born again and you go from being a believer, you go from becoming a slave of righteousness to a friend of God. And you go from being a friend of God to being greatly desired by him. And there is a difference. How do I know this? Because it said that Abraham was a friend of God. It said that David was a man after God's own heart. It said that twice in Daniel 10, 11 and 19, it said that David was greatly beloved by him. Listen, you can live any way that you want to, but not everybody gets the title of man after God's own heart. That's a place of intentionality. That's a place where you go, where you're so smitten by him, where you're so in love with him and to be with him that you become greatly desired by him, where he is in pursuit of you because you are in pursuit of him. Well, I don't hear his voice, right? He doesn't wake me up in the middle of the night. Start pursuing him and it will happen. But you move beyond that place to being greatly desired by him. All the fear of man is gone. All the opinions of man are gone. All the wisdom of the world you've broken agree with. And all you're doing is you're in love with him. And then everywhere you go, you manifest his presence. That's pretty amazing. I'm in pursuit of him. Even this morning, studying my notes, there was a temptation where I need to memorize and I need to study and I need to be scripted. And I said, no, no, no. I need to be alone with him. I want to be intimate with him. I'm an intimate lover of him. Some of you, it's even uncomfortable to use that word. But he's the lover of my soul. I'm never going to let him go. Mary went to the tomb because she wouldn't let go. Mary went to the tomb because she would not let go. That was her lover. She was separated completely to him. Man, I am over my time. That is, pray that time stands still right now, the prayer of Joshua. <laughs> David, be in agreement with him, man. Come on. <sighs> I, didn't even, I didn't even get halfway through my notes. Halfway through it. Yeah, no, I won't be here next week. We have the great Christy Miranda, Pastor Christy speaking. Come on, somebody. She's a fireball. I love, I love the fireball. I love it. When she preaches, it's like she had seven Red Bulls before she, she got up on that platform, man. It is awesome. She releases fire, man. We have to become separated at such a greater level, guys. Listen, if you're going to manifest the kingdom of God here on earth, you have to learn how to separate. 
You have to learn how to separate and come out from among them and be separated. I'm talking about people that are so conscious of him that they go to bed thinking about him, that they wake up thinking about him, that he consumes their every day. I'm talking about people that have lost their affections for anything outside of him, that have lost their affections for anything that doesn't have to do, for anything that offends his presence, that you have lost the affection of that. And you are so in love with him and you are so captivated and so in pursuit of him that he is in pursuit of you and he begins to show you off every everywhere that you go. Listen, if we're going to manifest the kingdom of God right now in this city, and if we're going to change a city and we're going to cause racial reconciliation to happen, and if we're going to understand that explosion is going to happen, a revival is going to have to happen, you know what it's going to take? Separation. It's going to take the place that Daniel knew that when he purposed in his heart to separate himself, when he was offered the food of the earthly king, he separated himself to the food of the heavenly king. He was the word becoming flesh and they beheld his glory. Jesus was so separated that he became the word. He was the word in the flesh and they beheld the glory of God. That's what it's going to take to bring revival. That's what it's going to take to change a city and shake a nation is people who are separated, who have come out from the sounds of the world, who have broken agreement with fear and who are pursuit of him and anything less than that they are not satisfied with. Man, I live and breathe this. I am conscious of him all throughout the day. All throughout the day. I'm praying in tongues for hours a day. And I'm not trying to say that I'm anybody. Listen, I've just stepped into this. When I go to bed, I'm separated to his word. I'm meditating on scriptures. I talk to myself through the word. I prophesy over myself. That's how I, I want to be that. Ask my wife. She's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm just meditating on the word. I'm chewing on it. I'm quoting the word. I'm prophesying to myself. I'm framing my world with his word because I'm separated to him and him alone. It's not legalism. It's relationship. It's love. It's not legalism. It's not principally driven. You have to understand that. It's my heart has been awakened. I was dead and now I'm alive. I've been set free and I'm so in love with him. I can't help but think about it. And I want him everywhere I go, every moment of every day. I live for him and I live for his word. And it is the foundation of my life. And when I'm in my car and I'm not on the phone, I'm praying in tongues and I'm worshiping and I'm so abandoned to him because I am in love with him. I'm separated to him because I'm called to manifest his presence everywhere I go. Because anything else than that, I have lost affection for guys. I used to be, I used to be this guy that was so like, like driven by the pleasures and things like that. I used to be, uh, I, I love to watch movies and, and watch TV shows and, and, and I would give myself to those things and they were the affection of, of, of me. I stepped so far into his presence and became so awakened. I, I don't desire those things anymore. I have to work myself up in order to do it. But the only TV show I watch is Blue Bloods. Anybody in here watch Blue Bloods? That's a pretty good TV show, only because I want to be like Tom Selleck, who's the grandfather with a cardigan, and he's got ultimate wisdom, you know, over the family. But that's about the only, and still, and then I, I find myself bored because I want to be with him. I'm not saying, I, I'm not knocking TV, but when you step into his presence and you see the beauty of who he is, and the glory of who he is, and the power and the goodness of who he is, you only desire his presence. And your affections go from those things to just him. A friend asked me yesterday, he says, what do you like to do? What are your affections? I had to think about it. 
because I've lost a lot of affections. Because really, I'm driven by him. There's things I like to do. I love to be with my family. But I'm affectionate for him. I'm separated to him. Thank you for listening to the Cathedral Church Podcast. For more information about our church, visit icathedral.org.